we're going to the other side because what Jesus says is always true. So they really didn't need to fear, but we're people. We're human, and we do. And so that's what we're going to talk about today is getting prepared for the storm. Uh, when the storm is coming, um, sometimes we get a little bit of a warning. Sometimes uh, we don't know what they're going to do. And being from here, you, we all know what storms are like. We know mostly about uh, hurricanes and um, and flooding recently, um, but we don't know as much about tornadoes. That's usually in other parts. But any kind of a, a weather pattern that gets crazy like that, we feel threatened, and we need to be prepared for that. Um, one thing about tornadoes and storms that we know is, is they don't stay forever. If so, we probably wouldn't be here. The first one would have wiped us out. And so we know that they're not going to stay. So in your personal life, whatever you're going through, whatever you've been through, uh, whatever you fear may be coming, all of that, the bottom line is, is that they never stay forever. You're going to get through it. And how we get through it and how we go through it is what makes us stronger. And, you know, it's like after we go through each storm down here, we learn, don't we? We, we get some, we're like, okay, next time I know. Well, we've been so many through so many now, we know kind of what to do. And you can tell even in nature that God starts preparing uh, us for the storm. Um, even like animals. I know when we lived in Mauriceville, when Rita came through, there were like a lot of uh, stray animals there, you know, and I noticed it got real quiet before the storm and the animals just disappeared. It was weird. I mean, even our, our cat ran off and it was our cat, you know, it ran off and he came back. Two months later, that cat came back, which is the craziest thing. He came up, he was looking over the, the screen at us, but um, I'd never known that before until someone mentioned to me and said, did you realize that the animals know it's coming before we do? And they, they get, you know, so God prepares us and he prepares us for storms in our lives. Sometimes we just don't know that's what it is, though. Uh, some of us are prone to run away from the storm. And I, that's a good thing. That's not a bad thing at all. But we get prepared. If we have the means, we get prepared. And we're like, we're out of here on the first load. We're not waiting till they say we can evacuate. And then there's other of it, others of us that may not be able to leave or we just want to, you know, stay there and, and ride it out. And there are people that are prepared to do that. Um, and you can tell when the clouds are forming and the sky starts to change, the temperature changes, you can sort of sense when something's coming in the earth. And so the Lord has given us um, some things to prepare for. If you'll go to the next slide, how many of y'all have heard the, um, the term batten down the hatches? Do y'all know what that means? Well, I didn't. I had heard that somehow in my life, but I got a picture of it. This is a picture on the right of it up close, but it's an old, on an old ship. These are what are called the hatches. And on the old ships, not so much as the new, I don't really know how that runs, but on the old ones, they had to get ventilation to the underside of the ship. And so when the storms came, they got out what they called battens. And it was pieces of wood that were already cut to fit around that big square um, hole. And they would cover that up and then they would nail a tarp over it and, and nail it shut so that the water couldn't get in there to destroy. And I thought that was such an interesting thing because, like, when we have storms, there are a lot of people that have pieces of plywood already cut. They fit. They're ready to go. You wouldn't want to be trying to saw a piece of, you know, uh, board to work there. you got to have your stuff ready and ready to go. If you look at the next one, throw your anchor overboard. If you're out on um, 
whatever lake and you're fishing or whatever and it gets rough, you may have to anchor. And you don't want some little weenie anchor. You want a serious anchor. And Jesus Christ is our anchor in everything that happens to us, everything we go through. We can lean to everything. We can talk to everybody that we think knows stuff. But when it comes down to it, it's us and Jesus and our relationship with him and how we've prepared our hearts. Um, Go to the next one. This is something that Monty taught about a long time ago. I don't know if y'all remember, but it, um, he we like to go camping. And this is, of course, a very old tent. It has four stakes. <laughs> but, um, I mean, the ones now, they have, like, they look like a, a log cabin with three or four rooms, you know, a living room. I mean, it's hilarious. But we just had the plain old tent. And one time we were uh, camping, Charlotte, you probably remember, and, man, the wind started to blow, and it started to rain, and that tent started flapping. You know, the first thing you're going to go is go outside and renail those pitiful stakes that they give you in the box. You know, you really need some serious ones. Um, but in the personal storms of life, um, when God is trying to warn us, sometimes he has that still, small voice that says, you know, you need, to, you need to spend more time with me. I need to talk to you. I need to tell you some things. And sometimes we listen and, and sometimes we don't. And so um, we don't get prepared. We need to always be prepared. Like some people have, um, they get their buckets of stuff. You know, some are the really super preppers. You know, they're preparing for the end. But just for the storms, we're talking about water and generators and batteries and all this kind of stuff that we need. And when the storm comes, they're really not freaked out. They're really kind of okay because, and they still have to trust the Lord. That's one thing about it. Whatever we prepare, however we prepare, however we plan, that in itself is not going to save us and sustain us. It is going to be Jesus. It's not going to be how much we read our Bible, how much we did all these things we're fixing to talk about to do. It's not going to be that alone that saves us. It's going to be Jesus saving us. So we're going to talk about all of the, um, the stakes. If you look at the next one, things to remember about storms before we get to the stakes. Things to remember about the storms in our lives. The storms will come because uh, the Bible says that they will come. Uh, He says, don't be surprised when these things happen. Um, But I'm here. I've overcome the world, so we don't have to worry. And they don't stay forever. The second thing is I can be spiritually prepared for a storm. We might think, have you ever said, oh, wow, I didn't see that one coming in my family. I didn't see that one coming in my life. But sometimes the Lord is secretly and quietly preparing us for something he knows we're going to face. And the third thing is, is I can have peace in the midst of the storm. You know, the eye of the storm is supposed to be the calmest place. And that's where we want to be, is right in the center of Jesus Christ when everything around us is going crazy. Um, Go to the next one. So the first stake that we're going to drive down, we've got four stakes for this tent. And we're the tent, okay? The four stakes that we're going to drive down, the first one is to pray always. 1 Thessalonians, you know, it's like I always wondered, what does that mean to be continually in prayer? Well, once you go through a bunch of stuff, you figure out what that is. You do not stop praying. You constantly are talking to the Lord. 1 Thessalonians 5, if you want to turn there. Oh, uh, 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So we pray always, 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 always. And I think 
Um, sometimes I wonder, I'm like, Lord, am I really praying when I'm just talking to you all day long? And I feel like in my heart, it is. There are times when I need to get down on my knees and, and do some serious business with the Lord, or I need to just take a time to just worship Him and however He shows me to do that. But other than that, during the day when you can't go and kneel somewhere, you are going to need to constantly be talking to the Father like a father because he loves you. He's not out to get you. He loves you. He's not mad at you. Um, there's nothing you can do to, to make him not love you anymore. Um, he's there for you. So the first thing we're going to have to nail down is how is your prayer life? If something were to hit your family right now, God forbid, we don't want any of that. But if, if the enemy were to throw something at your family right now, how is your prayer life? Would you have to kind of jump start or are you good to go? You know, you need to think about that. And, and I have to think about it all the time. It's like, Lord, am I really focusing on you or am I just talking to you all day? Sometimes I feel like I just whine to him all day. What about this? What about that? You know, but we have to have a constant, constant prayer life. And it's, sometimes it's hard. It's like you go to work and, you know, it's, it's all about the stuff at work. And it's like your mind gets pulled in a thousand different directions. But there's so... It's, there's such a need for us to sit down and turn inward and just say, Lord, I just need you to calm me right now in the midst of all this and help me to see what you want me to do. Okay, the second stake that we'll go to is the Word of God. And we know in 2 Timothy 2.15, and here Timothy was, he was um, this little young guy that Paul was trying to train and trying to teach, like some of these um, guys that you guys are going to be working with. Um, and he was trying to tell them, tell him how to, how to teach. And he was saying, um, get the word into your heart and mind. In 15, it says, do your best. He's talking to Timothy as if he's going to be a pastor. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. And that means tested and tried. A workman who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. And that was his encouragement to him. And we need to learn how to, yes, Andy, uh, Pastor Andy rightly divides it for us. But then when you're by yourself, you've got to know how to do that too. To rightly divide, look at the scripture for what it is and, and what God's trying to say to us. And in the third stake, oh, on the second one, I'm sorry, go back. Um, I forgot to say, there's so many different ways right now that we have to get the word in us. Like we have no excuse. You can have a podcast. I listened to a couple of them this morning. Uh, there's a Jesus Calling devotional. It just happens to be one that I like. There's tons of them. Um, the podcast, I mean, the uh, you know, listening on your phone if you have a, a message already saved or whatever. There's so many ways that we can do that. And then sometimes it's just if, if you don't have to get up real early or have to go to work or whatever, you can sit leisurely with your books and your Bible and your coffee, and you can just enjoy the time with the Lord. But God will meet you wherever you are and whatever time you have to give him. I've thought about this so many times. It's like, you know, we try to think sometimes it's the volume of time that we spend with the Lord, but it's the quality of it. You know, I can be praying and thinking about two or three other different things. Have you ever done that? It's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed, Lord. <laughs> I didn't mean to think about that. You know, I'm thinking about what's going to be tomorrow and when am I going to cook and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But when we give him two or three minutes, if it's a split second of, God, I need you. I need you. There's no difference in that in an hour long of scattered prayer, I call it. It's just craziness. And so whatever you can give to the Lord, he will speak to you in that um, and then the next one, in Hebrews ten twenty five, it says, I should have had these typed up for y'all. Um, 
Hebrews 10.25, it says, Not neglecting, well, let's start with 24, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and to good words, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the time, all the more, as you see the day drawing near. And, you know, I've always thought growing up, I've heard this my whole life, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves, and that means don't go to the lake, don't take a Sunday off. You know, that's how we took it, like, don't leave, you know. That's not what the Lord was saying. The Lord was saying here, don't stop. Don't stop meeting together. Don't stop going to church. You can take a Sunday off, of course, to be with your family and your friends or whatever is going on in your life. That's totally, God knows that. He understands that. But what we do is when we, when we pull away, sometimes when the enemy hits, we pull away and we go in and we kind of hermitize, you know, because we don't want to deal with stuff. And what happens is, is that's the time when the enemy, when we can be a big target for him to really work on us. Because when we come here, you're going to hear somebody say, hey, how are you doing? You know what? I thought about you last week and I said a prayer for you and is everything going okay? You know, and we don't have to come here and spill all our stuff. We don't have to do that. But we know that I can walk up to Carol and say, Carol, man, I had a bad week last week. And she'll say, well, let's pray about it. You know, or I can go over here and, and sit by someone and say, hey, you doing okay? I've had you on my heart. You know, is there anything I can pray with you about? And I'm telling you, the Lord ministers to us. He gave us to each other. He gave us to each other. And so this is not a condemnation of saying, you know, don't, don't not go to church on a Sunday, you know, but it's saying don't quit. In your Christian life, don't quit. Don't quit. Pull into the body of Christ instead of pulling away. And bring those that you love with you. I mean, it's just like the more comfort, the more people we have, the more comfort with one another. And God's with us whether we have two or three or one. But he says for us to stay together. And you know what? God didn't give us that for himself. It's for us. He knew we would need each other in this, in this walk of life. And then the last one. Oh, that, that old church there was where my uh, parents are buried. It's up in Burkeville. Isn't that a cool old church? And uh, they have really stopped meeting there, but it's old. It's over 100 years old. But anyway, the next one. Um, the last one is to put on the full armor of God. This is the last stake that I think if we keep this in check, to put on the whole armor of God through prayer. Each piece put on with prayer. And you can see the helmet of salvation. Don't forget about how God saved you. And tell somebody once in a while. It, it, it strengthens your faith. And then have the shield of faith. Man, we need the shield of faith. It's sometimes, I, I, the other day I was, I was frustrated about something. I was talking to a, a widow friend of mine, and she said, Marla, where's your faith? I said, oh, I don't know. Oh, my goodness, you know. I, said, I do know where it is. I just, it's like we get so off on other things and we're not seeing that we're not being we're not having faith and I know how to do that and you do too we all know how to have faith we know how to walk by faith but sometimes the enemy's way is to get us thinking about something else some other problem and then we let our faith be shaken um, the uh, breastplate of righteousness man that we can walk in the righteousness of God that is that is so amazing we can stand just like we are, knowing everything about us, and God covers us with his cloak of righteousness, and we are righteous not because of anything we've done, but because of what he did for us. And then we have the belt of truth, because we know where the truth is. Nowadays, it's a little scary. If someone doesn't know the Lord, I just, I don't know how they get up in the morning. 
You have to know that this is the truth. You have to believe that this is the truth or you're going to be all over the map with what you believe is truth. People are making their own truth up, you know? So you have to get in here and you have to discern the word of God and you have to know what is truth because someone might ask you just off the cuff, well, why do you believe that? And, you know, you're like, oh, well, let me think a minute. No, we need to have a ready answer. And the scripture speaks about that. Have an answer ready. If anybody asks you why, be able to tell them, well, this is why I got saved. This is why I want to live for God. And then our shoes of peace, we want to walk in peace. Man, that is just the most, that's the most wonderful thing I think about in heaven is that it will be constant peace. I mean, we grab for a 10 minutes of peace in the week. You know, it's like, can I just sit down and be quiet and be peaceful? But we can be peaceful in our hearts in the middle of a storm. That's the amazing thing. And then, of course, the sword of the Spirit, and that is where we rightly divide the Word of God, which means we, we look at it in the time that it was written. We interpret it. We know that it's without errors. We know that it's infallible. It is the Word, the breath of God. It's, this is the real deal. And you have it in every translation, every kind of way you want it. Um, there's no excuse for us not to have our time in the Word. I looked on my bookshelf. I have a shelf and a half of nothing but Bibles. Just all kinds. And, you know, I use them at different times. But, man, there may be a time when we can't find one. You know, God help us that we don't have that day. But if you could not find a Bible, what could you pull out of your spirit? What could you? And, you know, we always thought we have to know exactly where it is, you know, the address of it and everything. And sometimes I forget that. But you know what? We got to Google. We got a phone. You know, figure it out. Just put a word in and you can get that scripture and get that deep down in your heart. And I probably, I, I could probably say that most of you, the last hard thing that you went through in your life, there was probably a scripture that you hung on to and you could quote it right now like it was nothing. And I remember going through a time in my life where I dealt with a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety. And I literally said this every night in my bed, each piece at a time so that I could sleep. And that's the truth. And that is where that is so important to us that we put each piece on with prayer. And we are totally protected and totally um, in the will of God in that. And then the last one, so there can be peace in your heart in the midst of a storm. And I know that. I can attest to that. And you can too. All of you have been through stuff. You've been through loss. You've been through of all kinds of loss. It's not just death, but all kinds of loss. You've been through heartache with your family, heartache with your kids, you know, stuff at work. You've been through a hard time. And if you haven't, you know, God forbid, but they come. The storms come, and we need to be prepared for them. And you can literally walk through a situation when it is raging around you and have peace in your heart. That's a miracle. And I think that people in the world crave that. They don't know how to get it. So they'll probably be asking you one time, how did you get through that? You know, and then on the other side of it, people will say, you know, well, you're, you're so much stronger than you were. And you're thinking, oh, my goodness, I'm a mess. No, in your spirit, you are stronger. And the next time something comes up, you're going to be a little bit more prepared and a little bit more prepared. And these are the days where we need to be prepared in the spirit. We need to know where we stand, what we believe, and why we believe it. And so I know that um, this is a place, Pastor Amy and Kim, this is a place where you can get the word. You can trust that this is a place where you can get the word. And you need to start bringing all of your friends 
friends or foes, whatever. Bring people to come and hear because these are the last days. Are they not? They are the last days. And I know people say, well, we've been saying that for years, but we don't know when it's going to be. So we have to be prepared. Um, And the scripture says to let the peace of God guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And when the storm is raging all around you, you can be in the eye of that storm and remain peaceful and calm in Jesus.